Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toffee, toffee. It's black cap. Hashtag That's magnificent. Hello, John. Well done. Hello, dear viewer and listener, and welcome to Burkett Wonderland, an Arsenal podcast. With me tonight, it's John. You right, Johnny boy? You've muted yourself. <laughs> great start, eh? Yeah, great start. I don't... Look, let's <laughs> not talk about that. It's fine. We'll move on. Everyone like... knows I'm a pro. I can only do the, the live shows. Pre-recorded, I'm useless. It's like Josh at the weekend, how many times I had to edit out, or for people who listen on the podcast, you'll have no idea, but I had to keep editing out all the times when Josh was talking and muted himself. You know what it was? I I was in another window, and I was like, hang on a minute, where's the window with the chat in? I can't find the mute button. It's this new technology, Danny. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm great, mate. I'm great. It's your first podcast of the season, so it's good to have you. Also, for his first podcast of the season, it's only Jeff Arsenal, the man, the myth, the legend. You right, Jeff? Daniel, where the devil are you? Oh, I'm being, I'm, yeah, for the listeners, and if, if they're watching, that's what I had for dinner. I'm living king, the high life. King pot noodle. Was it chicken and mushroom? Oh, of course. The cat's the king of pot noodles. I'm, I'm surprised you ain't gone vegan already, Danny. <laughs> huh? I, eat, I eat vegans. I, um, I, I put them on the barbecue. A few chips. For breakfast. Oh, yum, yum, yum. I had three for breakfast. A little bit of... Uh, um, craving down milk. Oh, they splash about, but they love it. <laughs> Already, we're off track. Right, while I've got your ear, Jeff. So, um, how did you think? Uh, how do you feel about the Newcastle game and the Burnley game and our start to the season in general? Two fantastic wins, isn't it? Six points out of six, mate. You can't ask for for more than that. A lot better than it was this time last season when we was sixth down already. Um, I think that was two good performances. You, you can't really ask for a lot more. A few new faces in there. I like the way he has integrated the young kids in. Uh, obviously, we've brought some terrific players. Uh, with no doubt, talk about Sebalos uh, as we go along. Whose um, name every one of us is going to say six different ways during the show. Yes, Sebalos. <laughs> I've got good authority is Sebalos and, 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 and David Luiz is Luis. Oh, look Allegedly. At uh, apparently, <laughs> from some Brazilians anyway. They call it Luis, not Luis or Luis. Um, uh, David, but I, I mean, you, you're the man for for pronunciations, aren't you, Dan? You know that the legend. Oh yeah, but, uh, oh, but brilliant. Daniel. You know, I think we, I think we, I think we've done really, really well in both games. Newcastle is always, you know, these early games. Yeah, there are really there are a good chance for these smaller type sides to nick points when you know the, the top uh, players are not there. You know, uh, you know, not not, not running. Uh, uh, should be, yeah, take this right exactly. So they've got a really good chance of, of sniping and 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 getting a couple of points. But um, I think we've done really really well at Newcastle and and the, the home game. I was really impressed. I was more impressed with the home game than than the away game at Newcastle. Definitely, it's been the first time. I can't remember when they give the date. But it's been the first time in in many many years we've won our first two league games of the season. Ten years, yeah. I think I read somewhere. It was, I think it was something like that. And Newcastle, although Newcastle are like they're going to go down this season, Newcastle still got some decent players. And, and going to the um, going to their stadium isn't as the the easiest away game, is it? Because their fans are amazing. 
Well, you get all these, all these. When the big sides go to these small clubs, you know, I know Newcastle are not a small club. They're they're, they're huge, really, in support and everything else. But you know, for 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 success, they're not they're not very big. They've won nothing for I don't know 60, 70 years or something. But um, it's they're always again, you know, like the the underdog always always gets up uh, against one of the you know the the so called top sides, and that's why it was really it's a fantastic six points, mate. Because you know, there we, we I was a little bit concerned that there could be a banana skin in. in either of those games I knew the Burnley game was going to be a bit tough because the way Sean Dyche sets them up you know for sure that, that they're always going to be physical they're always going to be on the, on the money uh, you know fitness wise but how they're going to fall down is uh, the technical ability and uh I think we controlled the game, didn't we? Re- overall, I think we controlled the game, given a few chances. I was so disappointed when they scored because I don't think they deserved it, Burnley. Uh, we got should have got a couple of more goals, shouldn't we, really? But, you know, overall, I think we really played well. So from those first two games, what players have stood out for you? Oh, Sevalos, let's talk about him for a minute. I, yeah. I, I, unbelievable. I've not, I've not seen a... I've not seen a, 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 a lad boss a game like that since since the days of Santi when he when he came in and and, and Fabregas and players like I'm not putting him in, in in their in their class of course he's he's too young but I'm really encouraged by being such a young lad um, first um, a, a, a competitive game at a new club big stadium. Um, the way he had the confidence, just to, he really just grabbed hold of the game, didn't he? You know, and that's so. And he, his quality on the ball was was so fitting for for being a Barcelona player. You can see the quality. It's all about ball work. He was never ever under pressure, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, he can carry that on. I mean, these young players sometimes they do have a, a honeymoon period where they have three or four, <clears throat> five good games, and then they drop off a little bit. Hopefully the lad's got the got the quality to um to to carry on, and I, I, I'm not sure. I've not looked into it. I've not heard anything, but at the moment I'm I'm hoping that they have got a a, a buy clause lodged in there somewhere, a, a reasonable figure. So if he does continue, we've got uh, we've got some kind of deal in place because if he carries on the way he is, and we haven't got no uh, option to buy. Someone like United or Liverpool will be straight in for him at the end of the season because he's a quality player, that kid. Exactly. And before anybody tweets, you do know he's from Real Madrid. Before anybody points yeah, out. Oh, yeah, I'll take your part. Yeah, the last one was from Barcelona. Slip of the tongue, mate. Yes. Before they question you, because they would be silly to do such a silly thing. Um, right, John, what's your thoughts on the first two games of the season? Um, I mean, much the same as Jeff, really. You can't ask them for anything more than the six points. Um, I think. You know what he highlighted there about the first couple of games. It's so easy to drop points there because nobody's really fully fit yet, like hundred percent match fit. Especially when you've got players uh, when you're at a club like Arsenal because you have so many internationals. They've got you know you've got African Cup of Nations tournaments, you've got pre-season tournaments and stuff. And I think there was um, a quote not so long ago about Klopp and and Guardiola both said it that basically the first two three weeks of the season is still pre-season really for their teams because you're not building up to speed enough, because the players just don't get any breaks anymore. They just don't get enough time off. Um, so everyone's still finding their feet. The first game he had, weren't a ragtag team, but he had to risk a couple youngsters who I thought did really well. Um, Newcastle was a tough place to go, so getting a result there, that's great. Um, the home game to Burnley, yeah, again, uh, Fort Chambers is a little bit unlucky not to start it, but um, other than that, the youngsters got their got the vote of confidence again. As Jeff already said, Danny was 
was superb. The the Yankee from Madrid to the um, easy way out. You know, but, well, yeah, Stabalos, I don't know how you say it. I'm terrible with that. Um, I'm going to get butchered by a couple of geezers that work for that now. But, no, the way he came into a game against, I know we're at home, but Burnley is such a physical team who do the fundamentals really, really well. They're very hard to break down. They get back into blocks of four, blocks of six, things like that. Um, and he just found space and he didn't really complain. He weren't rolling around on the floor. And I think it would have been easy for him to just fall over at every challenge and everyone sort of biting his ankles. Um, and, the, and my favourite bit of all, actually, was when he came off and he was subbed and he sat down next to, um, I think it was Mkhitaryan, and he just sat there and he's just doing this, going, how many long balls do they just pump forward? He was so shocked. He was like, this is yeah. disgusting, like sort of questioning, going, oh, what is this football? And Mkhitaryan's really laughing about it. But no, he looks he looks really good because I thought the Newcastle game when he came on, it was bright and he was energetic and stuff, but he had a few wayward passes and you could see that he weren't quite fully up to speed. But hopefully he's only going to get better because I don't think I still don't think everyone's fully fit. No one's at one hundred percent yet. You don't really see that till sort of October time on. But yeah, you can't ask for anything more. Just get the points on the board at the moment until everyone's up to speed, and you know the manager can get his plan put into the players. There's a lot of new guys coming into the squad. He's changed the system a bit. We're sort of relying on the back four a lot more now so far. So very happy with it. Yeah, Jeff. Um, five points ahead of Chelsea with two games gone. How good is that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a good start, isn't it? You know, for, for, for one of the teams that you would think would be up there, if you look at, what was it, last season we was two points behind them, wasn't we? And one uh, point behind Tottenham. Um, I, I fancy their struggle this year, Chelsea. Obviously, they, they've got the embargo, they can't buy anyone, can they? Uh, no. Not in the Christmas window either. So they, they've got what they've got and, and that's it. I think they're a bit short. Um, I think they're a little bit up in the air as well. New manager, Lampard. I'm really yeah. surprised they let uh, Louise go, to be honest. Because <coughs> you look at their back line, they, they haven't got really any centre-backs in there. To let him go was a real shocker for me. There, there must I be something great in that. Signing. Yeah, there must be something in that. And, and so cheap as well. Incredible, mm. incredible money. Uh, but having said that... I was saying I'm I'm not sure he's uh, I'm still not sure he's a, he's a proper defender for Arsenal. I know? think what I like about him it, it sounds bad. It's not necessarily his defensive ability, but it's his attitude and yeah. the sort of thing he can bring to the dressing room and yeah. encouragement. But also the one thing I will say, and again, it's not a defending ability, but his balls out from the back, the passing oh. range he's got on him. Oh, no, no, I mean, oh. that's going to be for especially for someone like Aubameyang to run onto. Well, at the game, I was lucky enough to be at the game, as I said, and and. The, the the calmness at the back with David Lewis was was so much different to having to watch Shodron Mustafi. <laughs> you know, you, you can see you can see the difference. He, he he doesn't panic. He's very very calm on the ball, and and he he's more, he, he does tempt players into him, and he's so confident he'll he'll, he'll bring him close, and then he'll, he'll get the space uh, just by passing it off. And with with Mustafi. You'd be absolutely shitting yourself, really. Yeah. Worried about what he was going to do with the ball, and you know, is he just going to pass it to the opposition? But uh, hopefully, he can continue. But I'm not, I'm not sure when it comes down to nitty gritty against the top teams who've got top centre forwards, uh, he might get found out a little bit. We'll have to just wait and see, though, won't we? But do you not think, like, I mean, where Danny said about Chelsea obviously being that many points behind us already. That mentality of buying a player from another club, weakening them and stuff, that's something we haven't done for so long, especially from a Premier League team. It's just nice to see that doing that again. Yeah, it was brilliant. Brilliant. You know, so listen, he's, he's definitely improved the squad 
he's mm. improved the actual first team because I think he'll play more or less every game if he's not injured. He's got a wealth of experience. He played with top top players and he, he's won a lot of a lot of stuff as well. So he's a winner. Uh, I find it an amazing an amazing purchase. Uh, and, and fair play to them, you know they did. They went out and they've um, they've seemed to have done what they can do in in addressing all the areas that we were short at for the first time in maybe fifteen years that we've, we've come into a season feeling a lot stronger, a lot more confident than we have done before. Um, and you know, hopefully, you know they can all gel on the pitch now. And 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 I'm very positive. You know, I'm positive anyway, really. But I'm I'm very positive this year. If we can get a really really good run going and just keep on bouncing off it, go game to game. You never know. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I can't, I can't think we're going to overcome Man City. But um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm just hoping we can get into that Champions League. Uh, Organically, so to speak, rather than rather than you know go the uh, Europa League route. We were talking about um, Luis and, and why he did that move. Here's some quotes for you. I am a guy with ambition, and that is why I moved. Another quote: I could choose a comfortable zone and get money and be cool, and that is it. But I like a new challenge and new things in my life. This is why. This is what gives me oxygen and gives me motivation, and also to really enjoy this moment of my life. One day football will finish, and you have to try to do things and improve every day. As one day I will miss football. I am trying to be the first on it. Uh, to be first honest with my heart and honest with the way I try to feel new things. And that's a really good interview by someone called Simon Fanny Collins at the <laughs> Evening Standard yesterday. So there's a, I'm not going to read any more of it. Yeah, but so if you want to go and ask, ask Simon from ABW, it's a really, really good article on why Louise left. So that's in yesterday's Evening Standard. So um, Sounds good. Ambition. Yeah. He's good sound bites from him, at least. You know, he's saying the right things, which is usually standard for, for, for footballers that move from one club to the next, isn't it? Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't say, well, you know what, I was always an Arsenal fan from when I was a kid, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the normal stuff that they say. He but said, you know I've got all his Jenkinson's uh, bedspreads off of him, all his Arsenal <laughs> bedspreads. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks positive, doesn't it? Looks really, really positive. So in the um, the summer uh, transfer window, Jeff, quite a few players left the club. I th- think for me, it's the the most amount of players that have left the gone out of the club since um, the o four o five season, just after we did the invincible. So uh, I'll just go through the players that are left, and then I'll I'll ask come to each of you, so if it's a good move or not. So Alex Iwobi, Everton, twenty eight million, Jeff, good or bad. Oh, it's, just, it's a miracle, mate. Is it 28 or 35? It's 28 with 6 million add-ons. It's just a miracle, mate, honestly. And, and that's, <laughs> you know what? And, and, and that's it. The thought of it that we had we had um, young Nelson on that side and, and, and Pepe when he come on as well, yeah. rather than me having to watch Michael Flatley running down the line and just doing <laughs> absolutely nothing or passing the ball away. I, th- I think he's still running down Finsbury Park now, Wovey. Bless him. But it's amazing how they got that kind of money for him. Amazed. I'm amazed, honestly. But anyway, I digress. What's your thoughts, John? I'm slightly a bigger Wovey fan than Jeff is, but... Um, yeah, it's hard to turn down that money. I think we could have got more for him, if I'm honest, just because the prices in the market are ridiculous. You think yeah. his age, experience, international experience, everything else, 
Um, I think Awobi unfortunately suffered from the, I'm at a club with Mesut Ozil, so I'm never going to get to play through the middle, which is probably his best position. But I like Awobi. He, he, I think he got a rough time of it at Arsenal. He did a lot more good than people realise. I'll admit his final ball and his sometimes his decision-making wasn't the best, but there was no one else in the team who could win the ball against three people and then run it 40 yards up the pitch. And we certainly needed that in quite a few games last season. So no, good luck to him. hope he does well at Evan. Before I say anything mean, I'll say um, that he, for me, I really I thought he was our most improved player last season. But apparently, my mate yeah, um, Dean is an Everton fan, and he said, "Now you've got Iwobi on the left, you've got Walcott on the right, the whole of Rosette at the back of the goal. Each goal's been given crash helmets." Yeah, quick one on um, Christian Bielik. Jeff, he went to Derby County for nine oh, million plus another million in add-ons. I'm surprised because I I, I saw a lot of Tony Adams in Christian Bielik. I only seen him maybe half a dozen times, if I'm being honest with you. But what I did see was I saw I saw a lot of a young um, Tony Adams, and I'm 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 disappointed that he didn't start the club because I thought he could, you know, from what I see, I thought he was he was gonna he was gonna make it here. Very mm. calm and, and very calm on the ball and decent player. And the, I know he went on loan and played in midfield, and he was I saw a few clips of him playing in midfield when he was on loan. Where did he go on loan again now? Charlton, they got promoted. Charlton. That's mm. correct, yeah, yeah. He, league he two, league one. He looked good in their side, but um, you know, maybe he at the moment wasn't at that standard that that um, could get into the Arsenal first team, and they had to unload a few quid in wages. I know to to obviously pay for these other players that have come in. So you know, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? But I added up to roughly six hundred and seventy-five thousand pound a week we saved in wages by all this clear out. That's not quite what your wages are, Dan, but, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be eating pot noodles as far as on that much, Jeff. <laughs> I think you would, Dan. Honestly, I think you would. <laughs> um, John, your thoughts on Bealy? We're not going to do every single play. We're just going to do the, the, um, the main ones. Yeah, I mean, look, he's from... I haven't seen as much as him, but Ross, uh, our friend from the Hipsters, watches loads of championship and low league football. Always talked very highly of him. I'd imagine he'll be a Premier League player before soon. But I also suspect that since Mr Sanier is coming to club, any player we've sold, more than likely we might have a sneaky buyback first refusal mm. clause yeah. on every single player. Classic Barcelona move that, um, you know, he learned whilst he was at the club. So, you know, mate, if he... Keeps improving and does well, ends up in the Premier League. We might get a chance to buy him back, so we'll see. But again, another one. Hope he does well. And like Jess said, you just, I think it won't be they would have kept, but again, there was the offer for money. They needed it to come in so they could juggle some finances around. Beelix probably much the same. They probably would have liked to keep him, but if if they get in the right offer for money uh, for price for players, then um, and it helps out getting new talent in, then it's what you got to do. I would imagine Sinali's done a, either a buyback clause and or a tranche of the sell-on if the yeah. club do sell him. Yeah, more than likely. Well, when Ismail Benneka went from Empoli to AC Milan, we got four million sell-on from that. And when mm. the Jeff Ray Adelaide went from somewhere to Lyon, we got about three million from that deal as well. Mm. So gone are the days when we spend years producing quality young players and then they bugger off on a free and we never get anything from them. All right, Jeff, Lauren Koscielny, what do you think about the situation? Uh, disappointed, mate. Very, very disappointed, really, the way it ended. Uh, I think fantastic servant for the club, never ever caused any trouble. Uh, had a traumatic last two and a half years, three years maybe, where we had the Achilles... Uh, problems and all different types of injuries, but you know, um, I'm fond of him. I'm still fond of him. It's just, it's just, a, it's a shame that 
um, the way the way he, he, he left the club in the end, uh, you know. But Arsenal, on that, you know, that wouldn't happen under Wenger because he'd have just let him go for free and would have wrapped him up in cotton wool and, and, and most probably flew him over there, paid all the fees and everything else, uh, knowing Arsenal. Mm. <laughs> but Arsenal are now seem to be a little bit more ruthless than what they have in the past, and maybe that's what we've been missing. I think you could be right, John. Fuck him. Don't care. Be <laughs> the league nonsense. Uh, go on, uh, honestly, players come and go. Like, there's some players I get, you know, I'm a little bit sad when they leave the club and stuff, like when Santi okay. left and you know, <laughs> people like that. But I don't know. I mean, Koscielny's been there a long time, but no, it just... It's just the old thing of, oh, you're a captain, so now you want to leave the club. Go on. He's made a few monu- monumental howlers oh, over the years. Yeah, hasn't that's it? the thing. Immediately yeah. when all this came out, it was Bayern Munich, uh, Birmingham. Uh, you know, like I think it's like every team beginning with B, I think it was as well. He did it against. Yeah, uh, nah, you know, they come and go. Not bothered. Now, now the, the sad one, Jeff, Carl Jenkins and Nottingham Forest, two million quid. Sad yeah. times. Has he gone? Yeah. Yeah. Gone. Gone. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember. I've been so much happening in my life over the past <laughs> few weeks. Mate. We've been out dancing and everything else. Even on the shandies. We, we, we must have missed that one, Dan. <laughs> Two million quid, um, though. 50 grand a week off the wages bill. Yeah. 50 grand a week. My girlfriend would be distraught because she used to love Cole Jenkinson. I did. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. The dancing giraffe used to call him, bless him. Um, no, you know, um, listen, I, I quite liked him and he, he he didn't do too much wrong in the last few games that he's played for us, but yeah. that was it. He was so safe. He was so guarded that I don't think he played the ball forward. You know, it was good. he just get it and knock it sideways. And, he, you know, I think he totally lost confidence. I still think there's a player in him. I still think he's going to get a living in the Premier League somewhere, you know, uh, in longevity. Mm. Uh, and hopefully get some confidence back because he's got loads of pace. And if he has got a bit of confidence and he can plough down that right-hand side, it'd be all right. But not for Arsenal, no. John, are you holding him out of the tears? Uh, yeah, a little bit. There was a lot of, like, taking the piss out of Jenkinson because he's, like, he's a fan doing it and stuff and whatever. But fair play to me. Was at the club for you remember there's that famous picture of all the you know the British core and whatever. He was the last yeah. one to go. You know, no one would have if you picked out anyone, it'd be like well, Jenkinson's the first one off that list. He's not staying. Why are they put him in that picture? It don't make any sense. But no, I, I, I agree with Jeff. I think he's good enough to play in the Premier League. The season he had at West Ham, where he was on loan there, he did really well. So good luck to him. Hope he does well. Um, and I tell you what, uh, Kashelny should maybe take some notes from Carl because that's how you write a farewell message to the fans and the club. It was very good. Um, Takuma Asano has finally gone, Jeff, after about 15 different loans. He's gone to Partizan Belgrade in Serbia. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> God bless him. I feel we um, better leave like that, Dan. <laughs> John, David Espina, gone to Napoli in Italy for three million. Very, very good deal for them, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, for them, it's a decent deal. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he gave me lots of comedy moments, I guess. Um, I don't know. Did they did they get a neck with that three million or not? Or has he still not got one? I'm not really no, sure. That was an extra three million. I didn't mind Ospina. I've got to be honest with you. The, only, the one thing I did like was when anyone came in a box near him, he'd immediately go down and feign injury and waste time. He was a great time waster. 
<laughs> oh, a spinner time. We're going to miss that. Um, also, Xavier Amechi has gone. The young prospect has gone to Germany. Stefan Lichsteiner uh, was released and he's now signed for Augsburg, who Jens Lehmann was assistant manager last season, ended up getting sacked. Julio Unpronounceable has uh, been released and went to Holland. Cohen Bramble went to Colchester. Uh, Jeff Aaron Ramsey, contract expired, joined Juventus. Last seen standing on the tables, uh, singing Oasis songs. Yeah, you know, Danny Sebalos in 90 minutes, right, showed me what Aaron Ramsey should have been doing for the last 10 years at Arsenal. <sighs> Jeff, how dare you? What if Jason hears this? Doesn't matter. That's only my <laughs> opinion. Right? <laughs> uh, it was the epitome of what Aaron Ramsey, sh- and Ramsey should have been doing, honestly. It was all over the park. And you know what? Um, for free... That's, that's very, very harsh, of course. But um, I think we have got better players in our team now than Aaron Ramsey. Very, very true. John, do you want to say anything on Ramsey? Uh, I think most people know how I feel about Ramsey. I don't really want to talk about it because I might start crying. <laughs> right, Danny Welbeck released, joined Watford. Now, for me, this just shows the kind of level that he is as a player to end up at mid-table Watford. And then uh, I don't think he's going to do much there. I like him. He's always... His, his flexibility to play anywhere, Jeff, was was really, really good. But it's kind of shown that we, he was a mid-table player, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. But Man United and Arsenal was maybe... A, 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 I think they flattered him a little bit. I, I used to like Danny. He was very enthusiastic. It was all mm. across the pitch. Always give 100%, no matter who he played for, who he played against. Um, he, only, you know, he was a forward that... He just could, if he could score a goal, it'd be, it'd be 100 million quid. But he couldn't, he couldn't really score goals for Toffee, could he? Having said that, he scored a few for England. But you yeah. know, the chance, the chance, the ratio goals per chances that that um, Danny got was 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 very poor. Um, but he played anywhere else across that front line. Uh, he, he was all right. You know, you'd get your you get your six or seven out of ten out every week out of him, and. You know, he might pop up and nip one every now and again. Not an Arsenal player, though, so it's best that he left. Mm. Uh, John, Petr Cech, was he the man who broke Wenger, being the only big player we signed that summer? Because for me, that's when it all started to really turn sour for him. Um, I don't know if it's Cech's fault that we only signed him. That's <laughs> I wouldn't blame him for it. Um, no, I like Cech. He came in, he's a consummate professional and did as well. It was definitely the tail end of his career. We didn't get his best years. Chelsea did. Um, but he was helped when he was at Chelsea that he had a much better defence in front of him than the one he had at Arsenal, sadly. But no, always like Czech. He's brilliant. Sad that we couldn't keep him at the club in some capacity because I think he would have been a real uh, like bonus and nice thing to have there. So, yeah, um, was a good signing when we got him. We needed him at the time, but um, nice for him to retire. He's had a fantastic career. He's won just about everything, hasn't he? Yeah, Jeff, he's done what Pat Jennings did, didn't he? He was a legend at one club, came to ours, and as soon as his contract was up, scuttled back down at the other side of London. I preferred Pat, to be honest with you. What a <laughs> goalkeeper he was. You know, arguably the best in the world at the time when we got mm. we got him from Tottenham for £40,000, believe that. Amazing, eh? Yeah. forty grand. But uh, Pat, a check. You know what? The game, the game quickly turned around so much that it put Pat a check out of the game. Because he just he wasn't a goalkeeper that was brought up uh, playing the ball, and it's hard to teach old dogs new tricks, as you well know. And he was shocking on the ball, mate. When the game changed, where you had to you know, like a sweeper keeper or whatever you want to call it, um, no, he just he just wasn't that man. And he, 
you know, he struggled, didn't he? So I think the way the game's gone, he had to retire. I don't think there was no room to go. And uh, just to cover a couple of the players that came in, Jeff, Nicolas Pepe, £72 million. I was amazed. I was amazed when I saw that figure. I never thought I'd see Arsenal spend £72 million on any footballer, um, never mind in this particular season when we were reported to have only uh, £50 million quid or something like that, um, which I knew was a, a bit of a, 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 a wet fanny anyway but um you know what he looks good i like him i think you got you know i like him how wide he goes with missing a wide player for for, for 10 years i like the way he's a left-footed player that plays on the right hand side that, that causes all kinds of problems he's definitely got a few tricks in him he's got some great feet uh he's got plenty of pace whether or not he'll be able to live up to the um just the toughness of the premier league uh when you get into like Game twenty six, game twenty seven, uh, and difficult away games like at Burnley and teams like that. Uh, he might struggle that way, but listen, we'll have to just see. He's got, he looks, he looks, got, he's got plenty of plenty of talent. He's got that in an abundance, but we're let's just hopefully he can he can uh, bring that onto the football pitch and do the, do the trick for Arsenal. Hopefully, John, do you think the one of the main reasons we got him is because we paid such a massive amount of money? I think it was twenty five million up front. And about another ten million for the next five years. After that, do you think the only reason we got him is because I know Leal were need to get some money in, but they needed to get it in drip fed, didn't they? They couldn't take it all in one go. Yeah, I think it's partly that um, the player wanted to come, which was obviously a big help. Um, he had offers from Champions League clubs, so he could have taken that. But also because they had, I think they'd suffered some penalties uh, twice in the last couple of years for fi- uh, the financial fair play in the French league. Yeah. Um, so if they had consistent money coming in every year for a few years, then it was going to help them out avoiding any of those sort of penalties again. So that helped us in that favour. And I think if it was a different club and we couldn't have structured the deal in that way, the chances of us getting him were slim to none, to be perfectly honest, because I don't think we could have fronted even half that money maybe up front. We would have maybe had to pull away from some of the other deals we did. Um so, look, it just all fell into place at the right time. Like Jeff said, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of him, uh, to be fair. And like previously in the French League, Chris has been raving about him for, oh, I can't remember how long, to be perfectly honest, um, before, you know, everyone on Twitter was chatting about how good he is and they're going to watch him every week with their nan. Um, but the few times he's been on, particularly in the Burnley game, just like little turn one way, then flick back the other and nutmeg a player and confidence to take on the ball, running at people, stopping, starting again, all that kind of thing. We haven't had a player who can really, really run at a defence. Iwobi would do it, but again, we had the problem with the end product there. Hopefully the end product is there. Um, He seems like he's integrated well already, getting on with Aubameyang and Lacazette. So you've got to give him time, though. I remember, you know, Perez took, what, a season before he really started flying? Yeah, he got a load of grief, didn't he? Yeah, Gilberto, I don't think he hit the ground running, really. But then you look at him and he's probably one of the best midfielders we've ever had at the club um, (laughs) when you look back at everything he's done. So, and that's a lot of money, but I think you have to take into account he's still very young. He's got a long career ahead of him, hopefully at Arsenal. Um, I'd expect maybe we see him in the Liverpool game for sort of 60 minutes because I think he can exploit the spaces those uh, fullbacks leave. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see more of him this season. It's just when we get to the point where we see Lacazette, Aubameyang and Pepe starting all as the front three together, that's, and when you see them firing, I think that'll be um, you know like early Wenger days of the proper flying Arsenal. 
Yeah, one final transfer, Jeff. The uh, Kieran Tierney from Rangers for 20, 20 million plus five million add-ons, apparently seventy-five grand a week. Um, one of the best quotes I've heard about in someone in one of our live chats said, "Kieran Tierney is just a Scottish Robert Robertson of Liverpool." Can <laughs> I just, just crack me up? Can, can I just correct you there, Danny? Was it from what? Celtic, not Rangers? Which one? On? Did Kieran I say Tierney? Rangers? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, I forgot. I've got written here Glasgow Celtic. Glasgow, same place, isn't it, mate? Just yeah. up the road, isn't it? Uh, oh, you know what? I've never uh, seen you the just lad. Started a race war and everything now, Danny. <laughs> I've, never, I've never, I've never seen the lad play to be honest with you. But I reckon he's a, he's a he's a decent player, a bit injury prone, yeah. I hear. But uh, I mean, how long is he out for, Dan? Um, Any idea? Two months. He should be back. I think they said October. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. He's 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 amazing. He is like someone who can actually do proper defending, and he can play as a left winger. <laughs> so yeah, it was some of the YouTube videos I've seen him. I've seen him play a couple of times, but I didn't notice too much about him. But the pace he has got down that wing, and he loves to take players on, and he'll quickly get back and do some defending. So he's basically the same as um, Bellerin, but uh, but Scottish That's and paler. Sounds good. Sounds brilliant. It's going to be amazing. We need we do need whip, don't we? Yeah. Um, Right, that's uh, just covered those transfers, people, because uh, oh, making too much noise here, because um, these two haven't done any pods so far this season. Right, Jeff, what's your thoughts on the weekend's game? We're playing Liverpool. Were you worried? Oh, of course I am. Of course, they're, they're top team, Liverpool, aren't they? But I do see little few weaknesses that have squeaked that have, got, that have come to the fore the last few games. Um, I think that was a little bit uh, fortunate at the weekend at Southampton. Uh, they, they could have easily got beat. Southampton had a couple of chances in the first half that they, they should have tucked away. And Danny Ings, God bless him, that that one chance that he missed at the death there. Dan, you could have scored it, mate, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you could have scored it. So, and they are, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not as good as the back as what they, they were last year, but they might they might get into that. It might, it, might have been, it might be okay by the time they play the Arsenal normally do. My main concern is how we're going to uh, deal with passing the ball out with their very experienced um, high press that they have. Uh, and they're very good at it. So I think we for the first half an hour, we might have to just, just drop it over the top of people, play into their corner flags to let get the crowd settled down and then maybe play our way into the game. Because I just I, if we go 1-0 down, it could, it could be anything. It'll be interesting to see how these new boys, it's been interesting to see who he plays to start with. Um, you know, will he play the likes of Willock and, and Nelson? Would you? It's not a big ask, mate, I'm telling you. You know, because you know, the, the, the big games at Anfield, they do make a noise there. Um, sometimes not for not all of the match, but they do start off very, very loud, especially, you know, the European champions now. So you've got a little bit of, fire in their belly I'm a little bit concerned though but I, I would love to come away with with, with, with a win but uh, it would be I would take a draw I'd take a point out of court right now mm. uh, and go go with a free game seven points for three games and, and playing Liverpool away get that one out of the way uh, but I am concerned John uh, yeah like yourself obviously it's worrying just because that front three is, is so good and they do press so well it's, you know, that it's just winning the ball back in horrible areas, and the way we've been playing out from the back, even more so now when you add someone like David Louise into the into the back line, it does make me a little nervous. But the one thing I would say is that they're always susceptible on the break. Uh, they always have been because they do play so tight. 
there's space to run in behind, which for someone like Aubameyang is great. Lacazette, not as quick, but he can at least hold the ball up and play it into someone like him. You've got Pepe now as well. I don't think Nelson will start, to be honest. I think he will probably go with Pepe. Um, but, you know, it's someone else who's got that pace there. Um, I just think the fact that Allison is out for them, it's just unnerved their defence a little bit. Like Van Dyke was not flawless, but pretty much, you know, probably one of the best defenders in the league last season. I know it's only first two games, but as soon as Allison went out, their defence all of a sudden went, who the fuck is this bloke behind us? We don't recognise him. <laughs> oh. and it, just, it, just, it, unner- it just unnerves him a little bit. And I don't yeah. think, I'm not saying Adrian's a bad keeper. I think he was quite good when he was at West Ham, to be fair, but it's not the same. If you haven't no. got the same bloke behind you, you've had for the whole of last season and you've got 100% confidence in whatever he's doing with the ball, you, you're going to worry. And they will not change how they play either, regardless of what personnel they bring in. Yeah. So I think that's something you can exploit. Um, I'd... I'd like Jeff, I'd take a I'd take a draw now before the game. I'd take a score draw. But no, I think we've got a chance. I'm more, much more confident this season than I am last. I do think we might change to the three at the back for this game. I'd, 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 I'd go with the old George Graham philosophy of just getting to, get into half-time at nil-nil and letting us play our way into the game in the second half. That would be a... Because I do think we could hurt them uh, offensively. Like yeah. you say, John, I do think that we can we can definitely hurt them, but um, it, it's just it's the conceding of the goals. That's the problem. That's what worries me. Yeah, the one thing I would say is, like Jeff already said, like dropping the ball in behind is great for the runners we've got and just trying to exploit that space. But their midfield is very good at one thing, which is breaking up play. But if you just let them close you down for the first half, just take their legs out a little bit, you know, a bit of puff out of it, then you can start passing around and find the gaps. Because they do play quite direct. Um, you know, the football they play is very quick, it's very vertical. It's not it's not on the ground a lot. No. So I think you've got the chance to play around them. Um out of the young kids, I don't think I'd start Nelson, but I think honestly I'd consider giving Willock a go. I think in the Burnley game, what you saw from Willock, in that deeper position, he looks so much better than when he was sort of playing the the kind of 10 he was in, in the Newcastle game. And I think he's really come on, like, physically. Um, and I think he deserves a chance, to be honest, because I don't know whether Jack is fit and available. And I just think you're going to need someone who's a bit more mobile and got legs in there, which is maybe why I go with a three, because if you play David Luiz as one of those three, you've got, you know you, you could be confident in bringing it out from the back and playing into midfield if he needs to. Be a bit controversial now. I wouldn't have Chaka anywhere near our first team. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. No, I mean for this game it makes sense to me, to be perfectly honest, because he's he's not going to be able to get around the pitch long enough. Well, yeah, he, he hasn't got the pace. He hasn't got the he hasn't got the speed yeah. of thought. He hasn't got the speed of pass. Um, I think he's got the passing ability. I just don't no. think he's quick enough. I think he's the sort of guy you can, if you're one or two up, you can bring him on to try and hold the ball and hitting it into the corners and stuff for someone like Aubameyang or Pepe or whatever to run onto. But yeah, I wouldn't start him. I'd, I'd rather see, you know. Um, maybe you don't start Sabayas and you go Gwendouzi, uh, Willock and Torreya as you, as three in the middle or something, just to yeah. have plenty of energy in there for the first half and then try and bring people on to try and win you the game. Well, Zil, does he get a chance? Oh, it's away. He's not going to play. Come on, is he? No. I think Ozil's going to really have to fight for his place. If Sabayas plays like he did in the Burnley game, you're not he's going to have to start trying to really start playing because he's weird because it's the thing it, you know, we've said about Ozil for a long time there isn't really 
that traditional number 10 anymore. He's sort of the last quarter big name one. And so yeah. isn't really a 10, but he's not really an eight either. He's something in between. He's more kind of like you see with Kevin De Bruyne at City and um, Ericsson almost a little bit at Spurs. They're, they're kind of, they're a bit of both. They do the box to box, but they can do all the finding a player and stuff and getting a goal. Yeah. Um, and I think Ozil, yeah, maybe maybe Sabahis can push him out, but it might be a good thing, a bit of competition for him. Sabahis looks a little bit more economical for Arsenal, doesn't he? Yeah. If Ozil's not on the ball, he's, he's a passenger. Yeah. In games like that, you can't afford to have someone who's just not basically involved in the game, can you? I think think I'd agree with you there, John. A couple of good stats here. Liverpool are unbeaten in the last 39 home Premier League games. Oh, fuck Cheer us up. (laughs) And so far this season, Liverpool have attempted the most crosses per game in the Premier League with just 28. So, yeah, if we are, whoever's going to be playing at the back for us, uh, wear a crash helmet because you are going to be bombarded with crosses. Um, John, Jeff made a point where he said uh, when we play the ball out from the back, the Liverpool are going to be trouble. Now, there's a new rule, isn't there, with the refereeing, and you'd, um, I'm oh, not even going to try and explain it. Have you got any idea how it works? Right, so now your defenders can stand in the box when the goalkeeper kicks the ball. The ball had to used to have to travel outside the 18-yard box before one of your players could touch the ball. And now you can stand in the box. So Liverpool players will be standing on the edge of the box. I'm not sure if they're allowed to encroach into the box until it's been touched or not. I'm not exactly sure on the ruling. I probably should have looked this up. No, it's true. Um, you can't, you can't, they can't come into the box until the, the ball's been yeah. touched by an Arsenal player or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Leno can play it short to David Luiz or Socrates or whoever. Um, I think the reason why I would go with three at the back, it, it just it does mean you're, you're kind of matching the Liverpool front three in a sense. But it means if you've got someone like David Luiz, he's kind of the safe out ball to one of your two centre-backs of... We're not as good on the ball or as comfortable as he is. He's confident enough to take it out of the fence. And if there is a gap that opens up, he can go into it and open space up for other players. It also means, you know, Kalasinic is going to play as a left wing back and not a left back. Well, I love the guy going forwards, but let's be honest, he really can't defend. And I think Maitland-Niles is, you know, he's done really, really well in that position. He gets better and better and people keep saying he's not a right back. And I don't know, maybe he will be a really good one, but he's much better going forwards. And I'd rather see him bombing down the wing and, and trying to get into the space behind uh, those fullbacks. And as a thing, those strikers are just going to push on to three centre-backs then. So that, that's what I'd do. But yeah, it'll be interesting. But the, the same applies for them, Danny, because they will do the same thing or they will play it out and it's going to be Adrian doing it and it's not Alisson. Uh, and again, those defenders will be going, oh, it's not the same bloke and go, I'm not sure I want to pass the ball back to him now. That is why, for me, that is their Achilles heel for this game. They've got quality players in every position apart from in goal. And Adrian has had, he was a bit of a cult hero at West Ham. They used to do the Rocky, Adrian, and he'd turn around and do stuff. But when he was in goal, they were struggling at the bottom half of the table last season for quite a lot of the time. And having him in goal, I mean, Mingale was a better goalkeeper. And like you were saying, what were you saying about Carrius before we started, John? Well, I don't know whether it's true or not. I don't even know if he's still a Liverpool player, but there was a rumour he's out. I think they said he was out on loan and there was some rumour about them having to bring him back on loan. I don't know if someone started it just to wind up Liverpool fans, mm. basically. I mean, if they did, well done to you because I saw loads of them getting upset about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the other thing I would say is their midfield is not as strong. It's, it's good at one thing, which is destroying the ball and then playing it quickly forwards. That's it. You know, Fabinho is a very good player, but the rest of them around him. Jordan Henderson does a really good, job sort of breaking up play but if you pressure yeah. him and he's he you know he hasn't got time to pass he's not you know quick of mind like Jeff said uh, yeah, they're, not, they're not the best technically are they yeah 
You know, it, it, all their talent is in that front three in their back line, and in particular the, the fullbacks, the width they get. That's that's the other thing as well. Whoever plays wide uh, in whatever formation we we do, they've got to be really disciplined in tracking uh, Robertson and. What's his name? Oh, Trent, Terrence Trent Derby. Terrence, Terrence Trent Derby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy's a... Oh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, that's it. Oh, <laughs> okay, so Je- Jeff, what's your prediction for the game then, um, score-wise? You don't have you to know, if you don't want to jinx no, it. No, of course not. I don't worry about jinxing it, mate. I'm going to I'm gonna take a shot in the dark and have a right go at 2-2. Oh, Johnny boy. Uh, I'm going to go for a slobber knocker 4-3 to the Arsenal. I'm going 3-2. To, to Arsenal, Liverpool. then, yeah? No, to Liverpool. Liverpool yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be that lucky. I think they've had, what, three... They've got the Egyptian Walcott, who I don't think is a great player. He's had one brilliant season. So many players do that. He's been a bit found out. And I think we've got so many players in our team, like Pepe and the young kids, that they don't know much about. They won't have seen them play much. And I think it's going to take a while before we can start exposing them. And you see the way Pepe was, like you were saying, John, with the Burnley bloke, uh, me, they turned him inside out and they should just retired at that point. New new players like that, unknown, because they'll see the price tag and then they'll look a few YouTube videos because players look at all those sort of things. They see stuff on Twitter and whatever. They'll see highlights and they go, well, hang on a minute. I'm not sure how close I should get to this bloke. He's going to make me look a right tit, and I'll be on match today. And you know, and then you'll get your, your England teammate Jesse Lingard doing some stupid fucking dance, taking the piss out of you, or whatever. So yeah, they'll be nervous of those sort of guys. And like Sabayas, he was a bit cynical in in the Burnley game and the Newcastle one, like kicking the ball away and like you know stopping a goalkeeper getting the ball and things like that. David Luiz, you know, like loves a wind up and and you know bit sly away from the ref. He put one on Barnes, didn't he? Looked at the ball, went, oh, actually, Barnes is there. I'll just take him out instead. Yeah. Took a yellow card for it. So you, you've got that added in the team as well now. I just think the whole atmosphere around the squad seems really good at the moment. Mm. It, it is. John, if you go and have a look at your Twitter DMs, I've DM'd you the listeners' questions because in this chat box, it comes up as gobbledygook if you try and do it like that. So uh, while John's going and getting the listeners' questions, Jeff, when was the last time you were this confident, excited, or or whatever adjective you want to use for an Arsenal season with all these new players, the amount of attacking quality we got, and the amount of even having a brilliant goalkeeper like Leno and a, and a manager who likes to attack? I can't remember the last time I was this excited. Yeah, I thought it was the. I think it was the year that we got Urzel. I thought we was, you know, he he would put us into a different stratosphere with regards to where we were at at the time. Um, it didn't, as we know, it just didn't really, didn't really realise it how it went on. But um, no, you know what? I'm 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 quite excited, but. Again, you know, all these new players, you, you, you never know how they're going to bed in, mate. This Premier League is, just, is a different animal to where they've all played before. It'd be good to get the young lad Tierney in because he's obviously British and he knows exactly, you know, he's going to know much more about the Premier League than the other lads um, and see how he beds in. But, you know, listen, I'm, I'm quietly confident. I, I'm, I do, I'm quietly confident we'll make top four this year. Well, that season was 2013-14 when we got Ozil. Uh, top appearance makers that season... Perma Saka, 52 games, three goals. Oli Giroud, remember that, Jeff? 1-0 Giroud, as you used to say every week. Yeah, two, I've got two championships down to Oli Giroud, mate. 2-1 Oli Giroud. And uh, 51 games, 22 goals. Bakri Sanya, 48 games. Wojciech Szczesny, 46. Koscielny, 46. Sandy Cathola, 46 with seven goals. 
Rosicki played 39 games. Jack Wilshire played 35. And then Aaron Ramsey that season, Jeff, 34 games, 16 goals. And even Lucas Podolski got 12 in 27. So, yeah, that's a good call, that. John, have you got the questions? Yes, I do have the questions. Over to you then, Mr. Welsh. Okay, well, Danny, you've been asking the questions all night, so I'm going to start with you. Uh, One from Billy. Sorry, this hasn't got any of the Twitter at, so apologies. Oh, no, I took those off because sometimes they're a bit litigious. Oh, well, there you go. So (laughs) this one from Billy uh, for you, Danny. How hard do you think it will be to keep Ceballos after the season? impossible uh he was a wonder kid when real madrid bought him from betis i think he had a couple of seasons at betis and then real madrid got him i think they paid about 18 million quid for him then he's had two pretty decent seasons at real madrid uh last season i think he 25 game premier la liga games and either two or five goals he is i mean he looks about 40 but bloody hell he's got the heart of a lion and he never stops running and i can see now why uh, i mean i've not looked through the fine print of the contract i've asked them they've not sent me it so i don't know if there's any kind of sell-on clause but if there is and it would you would have thought before the season started if we would have had a sell-on clause you'd think 40 50 million after these two games you're looking at 80 or 90 million and like jeff said that other teams if if he is if we haven't got him sewn up, then other big teams are going to come in and take him if Real Madrid don't want him because I think a lot of that depends on what people like Bale and whether Zidane gets the hump and quits at the end of the season. But I can't believe they've let him go. Yeah, I think from what I was told from Joel, also of the Hipsters, anyone else remember that podcast? Um, <laughs> he was basically not wanted by Zidane and Zidane told Perez just sell him and get the money in so we can, you know, uh, get some other players in because I think you wanted Pogba, then he'll probably still does. Mm-hmm. Um, but Perez said, no, we're not selling him, we're only loaning him, because uh, I think he refused to sell him out, right? So, uh, so Perez really likes him. So we know what it's like trying to get a player if the, if Florentino Perez really likes him, because how many years did we try and get Benzema? All and, of them. Uh, yeah, and he, and he never never let him go, so that would be a tough one. The, the, um, only thing, the only thing that does go in their favour is that particular position, they normally have a, a world, world-class yeah. player, and if he's going to if he's gonna jump into them shoes, mate, he's going to have to really, he's going to have to up his game a little bit. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, one for you, Jeff, from R. Carl. Uh, he says, our next three games, uh, that's Liverpool away, that lot at home and Watford away. What's the expectation we will achieve from these? Well, um, I think, I think I've, honestly, I think a maximum of, of five points. I think that I think that I'll take I'll take a point at each the each of the uh oh we can beat Tottenham, we can beat Tottenham at home. Uh which we've proved so many times in the past. We've, and let's fast on their side again. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. But I, I I would take I would take I would take the five points at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. Danny, what do you reckon for those? Yeah, I I don't I think we can uh Definitely going to get four. I don't think we're going to beat Liverpool away at their place because they're just too strong. But I think five's a good call. But I wouldn't be surprised if um, it's not all going to be go swimmingly. We're going to have some hiccups during the season mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to ruin our start to the season. But we have definitely, if the players turn up, because we are a frightening team to play against. So I could definitely agree with Jeff that we're getting five. How about you, John? Being Arsenal, being Arsenal, we could we could we could very well beat Liverpool away, just you know, oddly uh, yeah. draw with Tottenham at home and then get beat uh, against Crystal Palace. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> um, I'm 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 turning over a new leaf this season. Listen, I'm going I'm going to say seven. 
But I'm going to say the draw is away at Watford. That's the weird one. number <laughs> that it's impossible to get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we get <laughs> 10. Uh, right, one from Carl. Uh, a lot of praise for Savalos, and rightly so, but where do you see him in this team? Is he replacing Ozil at 10 or as our press resistor in centre mid, Alassanti? What do you reckon, Jeff? Oh, it's a tough one, that. I just I do think he's going to get the nod in front of Ozil. Obviously, Ozil had a few problems last season with the manager and uh, personal issues. Uh, I don't think that would have bode well. I think there's a lot of money that he's got. He's carrying around with him. Everyone, when you think about Mesut Ozil, one three hundred and fifty or three hundred odd, whatever thousand pound a week, that, is, that clicks into the mind straight away. Whereas Sabellos has come on. He's hit the ground running. He looks really, really good. I think you've got to leave him in there. And if he keeps on playing. Where, where are you going to? Where, where where's Mesut Ozil going to play? He's going to come on for the last fifteen or twenty, and playing the 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 League Cup games, isn't he? In the Europa League. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, that's the other thing as well. Savalas is hungry, isn't he? Because he wants to prove himself at Arsenal and prove himself so he can get his spot back at Madrid. And that if it doesn't work out for him there, then he can at least get a move to you know the club he wants to go to. So he's got everything to play for. Um, maybe he's was it Danny? Was it? Matasaka said it was really hard to play football again after winning the World Cup. Do you sort of lose the hunger? He did, think, yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Sure said that. Didn't Anne yeah. Lam say that as well? Yeah, yeah. It's a come down, isn't it? It's a come down. Yeah, you can't get any higher than that, can you, basically? Just um, some last season. Um, in the oh, press on the wrong button in the Premier League only for last season. Someone tweeted a stat that Ozil got two assists in the entire last season. Sabaros got that in one game. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to press in the right buttons here to see if it's if it's true or not. Is it fake yeah, news? Ozil, he got 24, 24 games, two assists in the Premier League last season. Yeah. So Bios has equaled that in one game. Shocking, that, isn't it, really? The stats from from, yeah. from, from Brady. But, but you know what? Again, it's all about who he's got around him as well. And you know another thing? Now we've got a couple of wide players. We call them wide players. I think they are, really. I think that will definitely benefit Mesut Ozil if he does play. He's got more people to hit any more runs and more in front of him. He didn't, he was never, he only ever really had one guy in front of him getting in behind. And even then, it was a lot of the time it was Lacazette with his back to goal. He didn't have a runner to sort of hit onto. So, um, that'll help. Because you look at his time at Madrid, he always had someone moving about, didn't he? You had Ronaldo moving, you had Di Maria the other side, um, Benzema. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot more movement for him. I think even Zidane would struggle when you got a front three of Giroud, Iwobi, and Walcott. Busy banging the ball in the rosette the entire time. But also, you've got to take into consideration the 10 is almost a, a defunct position now, isn't it? Mm. There's very yeah. few players in the world. I mean, De Bruyne does it. So I think we, we saw. De Bruyne doesn't uh, even play as a 10, really, does he? They sort of. A bit deeper. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying earlier that I don't think it, there's not really a 10 anymore. It's sort of you're, you're a 10 and an 8. You're kind of somewhere in between. There's no word. What was the tri- Triquesta? Um, what, did, what, what did that cover? That's, I see it as one of the options in FIFA and I have no idea what it is. I can't remember. You've got that register. See, I'm going to get loads of abuse now being an Italian <laughs> football expert. I don't even know what half of them mean. It's <laughs> kind of nonsense anyway. It's made up. Um, got another one from our Carl. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Jeff, I'm going to go back to you for this. If yeah. we get at least a point against Liverpool, does that mean we're in the title race? Um, of course it doesn't. It doesn't mean we're in the title race. It's too early in the season. But what it does give you mass massive confidence going into the into the next game. What's Watford after that, or is it Tottenham first? It's Tottenham and then Watford, yeah. 
give you a massive boost going into the home game against Tottenham. If you can then roll down and, and turn them over, get your three points, then you are on a roll, mate. Mm. I just think, like, mentally, that if you get a point away at Anfield, the team then goes, oh, hang on a minute, we are good enough to win the league. Because you see how well Liverpool did last season. Everyone expects them to sort of keep level, at least, with Man City for the majority of this season. At this level, confidence is such a such a massive, yeah. it's just a topper. You know, all these quality, all these players, when they get to this level, they're all quality players. That that extra bit is the mentality and the, and the confidence. Yeah, that is it. Uh, one from Marble Hall TV, Danny. If we win the FA or League Cup, but finish fifth or sixth, should Emery keep his job? No, has to get top four. Nothing else will do. Maybe the, the Europa, win the Europa League, but still top four is what he's there to do. And if he doesn't get top four, he'll be gone and Freddie will be manager. Ooh. Jeff, what do you reckon? No, I'd give him his full term, mate. As long as we don't fall off a cliff, uh, I think I think he, he, uh, his first season wasn't too bad. He got us into a European final. Shame he couldn't do nothing about the team that turned up on the day. He can't go across that white line. They had, that, that was just so shockingly poor. It was unbelievable. Um, uh, you know, he's given us a right good chance this season. He brought a few good players. We look okay. Um, as long as we... I think we can organically get into the top four you know the normal way if not I would I would put all our eggs in one basket and go for that Europa League mate win it this season yeah yeah I think I, I got to agree with Danny on this one it's uh, it's win the Europa and get in the Champions League or top four uh, otherwise I, I think yeah I, know, I can't remember what his contract is I think it was two years and there's an option afterwards isn't it so technically <laughs> it's his last year isn't it at the moment but yeah, we'll, we'll see how much truth there is in that. Um, one from Fraz. Uh, Robin Van Persie, can you think of a steeper fall from grace? Him leaving was disappointing, then his career nosedive. Now he's retrospectively correcting the past. I never hated him. I understood why he left. Now I'm angry. Danny, have you seen the interview to which he is referring? <laughs> On BT Sport. Yes. What a, what a, he's a liar. He's a snake. He's a shitbag. He's a shite hawk. And I can think of one worse. Alexander Hleb. At least Pam Percy didn't stand there crying. Going, I wish I'd never have left. It was like a, it was like one of those um, Brexit people who, um, who voted to stay. And now they're going, oh, well, I don't know. Whichever way around that, that analogy works. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> John, John, brief me on it. I've missed it. What, what did he say? So he basically, he, he sort of went into this weird analogy about how it was like a marriage. And Arsenal was his wife for I can't remember, how many years he was at the club. And he said, you have disagreements and you agree on some things and that's normal. He said, I've just had the best season of my career um, and there were certain things I wanted. And basically, he basically came out and said Arsenal didn't want him. He said that Arsenal weren't interested in signing him, didn't offer him a new contract. They then asked him, did you ask the club if you could get a new contract? And he said, yes, I asked them. I wanted a new contract. I wanted to stay at Arsenal. But they they said, he said, he didn't say they told me they don't want me. He said, it was quite clear that they didn't want me. So then he said, I had offers from a few different clubs, one that was abroad, that one went away very quickly. And then it was between Manchester United and Man City. And, uh, and that's why he decided to leave. But um, yeah, it was, I don't it, when he first started, the way he was describing it, like a marriage and there's ups and downs and stuff. And it was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. But the moment he said, the club never wanted me. Yeah, I can't and we know what Arsene Wenger's like. He's he's very is, was always like very sentimental with players. Can him in at night? You know, he he. I can't imagine Wenger ever saying to Van Persie after the amount of time he spent at the club injured, 
and how five long years. he drove for, for five years, mate. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He about him for years, didn't he? About how good he was, and he's finally gone and done it, and actually like smashing records left, right, and centre. What did he get? Forty odd goals that season, I think, in like league and Europe and whatever. Yeah. And then he says, "No, you know what? I don't want you." Like, uh, I think he, I think he broke Wenger's heart that time. I think that was maybe the 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 the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back for Wenger. Steiner's yeah. desk, didn't it? And all of them. I mean, like Petit, another one who turned his back on us for Barcelona, ended up playing for bloody Chelsea. Well, he lost. He lost all them players. He lost. He lost uh, uh, Sanya. He lost uh, Adebayor. Clichy. Yeah. I mean, you had he lost Fabregas in that in them, in them two seasons. You had six first team players that went out of the first team. Yeah. You know, but anyway, and you know, you can imagine he was his hands was tied. Anyway, let's not talk about Vengo. You get me all crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll give you a, a nice happy question, Jeff, because it's a difficult one, but it's a good question to have. Um, from Ryan Karachi, he asks, "Where does Torreira fit in the squad when he returns to full fitness?" It's a good problem to have for a change, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to stick him in straight in front of that 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 back three. You know, I, can't, I don't think he can. I mean, Guendouzi was very deep when he at the weekend. He just he was I very disciplined. Guendouzi actually, he did. He was very deep and he was very disciplined. He, I'm still a little bit worried of him against them quality teams. You know, he, he does spend a little bit longer on the ball than you you, you need to in that particular area because if you if you make a ricket there, mate, against a quality team, you know you're going to get you're going to get punished. So, um, but I think I think it, I think he'll, he'll he'll sit in that position. I think they'll just alternate between the two of them over the course of the season. Yeah, they're still. I mean, both of them are still very young. I think Teray is only 22, 23 and something, and yeah. Gwendozi's what twenty. I think. Yeah. If, if he's twenty, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's mad how, how quickly they've come on. I saw Gwendozi's already played fifty games for Arsenal. Amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Nuts. No wonder, like those sort of appearance records get broken so quickly now. Because that, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, when I started watching Arsenal, it was like very late eighties, early nineties. But it, ta- it seems to take a lot longer for players to get to fifty games. But they play so much now. But I've seen so many, and I mean, so many players over the years come in, have a really, really good young player come in, have a really, really good first season. And just hit a brick wall. Don't yeah. improve. Doesn't improve. Theo Walcott was one. I think it was a lot of them over the years. You know, I'm saying I hope that Gwen Doozy is not one of those players. I yeah. think Torreira will definitely improve. I, I can see his improvement. You know, but um, Gwen Doozy. But I really do because I, I think he'll, he'll have a great. He could be, a, you know, one of them players, four or five players that are the future of Arsenal Football Club. Mm. Uh, and we've got one more, Danny, um, and I've got a question myself as well for after. Uh, again from Fraz, how would you feel about rolling subs in the Premier League? I've seen this uh, in play when we used to do the, the All-Stars game, the five-a-side uh, ex-celebrity pros. Mm. It's chaos. It's uh, how do you work out? I mean, you're going to give someone a nervous breakdown trying to work out how many minutes someone played, and it's never going to happen. I know when they did uh, NASL, they had some kind of um, alternate substitution system. I vaguely remember reading something about that. Never going to happen. Too unorganised. Even as far as going the one where you have a designated player, so when your player goes off injured, this player comes straight on. Um, I think there are some sports that do that. I think even having one like that would, would they'd struggle to to incorporate that. Plus, we, we they've seen with this new goal kick thing and the VAR, they're only trying to kill football, not make it better. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, that VAR thing was weird in the Tottenham game. Although I think that was the handball rule, not VAR's fault, to be honest. There you go. Um, right, so my question is, it's one Mr. Davies actually asked me on the uh, last radio show I did. This is for both of you. So, Danny, I'll come to you first. 
How many goals do you think uh, Pepe, Aubameyang and Lacazette are going to score between them this season? Yeah, it's going to be hard on 38 Premier League games. I think most of them are going to play most of those games. I think to get to the Europa, Europa League final is another 15 or 17 games. So that's 40. That's 50-odd games. I think they're going to play maybe three or four FA Cup games. So 50 games a season. So you add in between all three of them. Yeah, those three. What do you reckon? Combined um, 15, 30, 50, 75. 75? Oh, Jeff, I'm presuming we're going to go quite far in all the competition. Danny. I hope you. Uh, I hope you're right, Danny. I really do. Uh, fifty. I'll go up to fifty. Yeah, fifty. I went seventy as well, Danny. So, Did you? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I really think Aubameyang's going to fly this season. Mark it down, Dano. Mark it down because uh, at the end of the season we'll go back to that. See how we got on. So I reckon. I reckon you get in thirty plus from Aubameyang. I reckon he's going to get over yeah. thirty season, and Lacazette will get over well over twenty. And I think Pepe might end up getting a f- quite a few more goals than... Uh, Down for 15. But you get a lot of assists as well. Yeah. So, um, i tell you what I did like as well is that Sabah don't mind a shot either. He was... Mm. Every time he got a... He was a little opening. He was trying to open his body up and get a shot off as well. So, that's nice to see. So, yeah. No, I'm very excited about this season. So am I. Very. Oh, that is all the list of questions then. Thank you very much, Mr. Welsh. Right then, we're going to swiftly move on to Fife's Forum. And I made up the question because I'd left my phone in my bedroom and I couldn't be bothered to go and get it and see if anybody else had done one. And luckily, none of you had. So this week's Fife's Forum question is, who was the last player making his full debut who had a game as good as Ceballos did against Burnley? Because he played a subs game before that. And so that he started the game. So East Dan Stan says Urzel against Sunderland. Then it went pear-shaped. Now, I don't know if some of these people are taking the piss. I know one of them is. Al Simon said Vieira. Joe said Javinho. Mm. Uh, Al Ellis says Emmanuel Abue, which is his answer to everything. Uh, Lacavata says Sesk. Kyle says he hasn't maintained his performances, but Mickey, his fir- when he first joined us, and Jason replied to that, Mickey, three assists for Evan, stop the nonsense. <laughs> On the order of sure which order that went in. Marble Halls TV says Abomiang. Matt says Lacazette and Abomiang. I'm going to go with uh, one of the most impressive debuts I've ever seen was Glenn Helder for Arsenal against Nottingham Forest that bloke was as Jeff would say he was mustered on the night and then the rest of it was downhill and if you go and tweet him about it he apologised and said I didn't give it all for my Arsenal Um, Jeff what's your answer Uh, can't you remember Paddy Vera when he burst onto the scene I I was probably there I can't remember Uh, it though oh mate I think was it was it it one of the Sheffield clubs or something like that I think it was yeah unbelievable I was just looking at him thinking what the fuck? Where did we get this geezer from? A long, lanky, black kid. You could see he was very athletic, but he looked gangly. You remember when Carnu come as well? You just looked like a uh, mate. But when he was, he kept on flicking the ball over people's heads and getting it the other side, then flicking it back again, and absolutely bossed the game. Brilliant, brilliant player. So that, so that was a, that was a debut. Oh, his debut was against Sheffield Wednesday. We beat them four one on the sixteenth of September, nineteen ninety six. Correct. And dig, it out, dig it out of the archives, Dan. Go and have a look at it. You will oh, not believe well. it. Um, that, they scored first of Andy Booth, and then Ian, then David Platt scored, then Ian Wright hat trick. Mm. Were you there that night, Jeff? Yeah, guaranteed. I was there. Oh, I was there. Yeah. We were one of thirty-three thousand four hundred and sixty-one. Yeah. Oh, John, what's your answer? Uh, I think mine's got to be Sesk. I can't remember who it was against, but just the 
him coming on and seeing just someone that young with that awful a haircut. Yeah, remember that fucking weed mullet thing you had that was like Lee Cut, wasn't it? Seven one or seven one. I was at that. Yeah, game yeah well. like the weird mullet thing, and it was like bits of it were dyed, looked like a, like some sort of freak skunk thing on his head. Looked but like a twelve-year-old, didn't he? He just—he was tiny, but you could just see how good he was on the ball already. Like he had no fear taking the ball, and there was some big proper lumps around him because I'm sure it was Lee Cup as well. Yeah, it was. We played Rotherham. Um, it was one-one, and that was the game I met Dennis Bergkamp at. Oh, there you go. I mean, nothing magical happened in the game, but you could just see, Jesus Christ, how have we got this like kid from Barcelona? Because he just looked, you could knew he was going to be a great footballer, a bit like Jeff was saying about Vieira. There's some players, when you see him play first time when they're on the ball, you just think, wow, this, he's going to be brilliant to watch for years. Um, I think Diaby was a bit like that as well. Everyone always raves about the Liverpool game he had. But whenever he was fully fit and you'd see him on the pitch, he just looked miles better than everyone. Yeah. yeah Fabregas, you could just tell instantly. He's just thought, oh, he's going to be mustard. He started the game, the lineup, stacking goals. Sigan Tavalardis at centre-back. Justin Hoyt, right-back. Clichy, left-back. Edu, Fabregas, Thomas in the, um, Jerome Thomas in midfield. And up front, Ali Adier, Carnu and Wiltord. Oh. Not a bad lineup, is it? It's it's amazing, amazing. Isn't it? Sure. Great days. 27,000 people there. I was one of them. That's um, right. Hey, lovely. Right. Um, so how long have we been going? We've been going an hour and 10 minutes. What else do we have to do, John? Um, I would just like to say thank you to Kevin Nolan for winding up all the Liverpool fans. Because if you haven't seen, go on Twitter. He's done a combined 11 and he hasn't put a single centre mid in from Liverpool. He's put Willock, of all people, in there and Sabios for one game, which is brilliant. Uh, and a Bamiyang up front and Leno in goal. So he's pissed off all the scouts. Is he not a Liverpool fan, though? He can't be, can he? must be an Everton man. Isn't he? Um, I, think, I don't know where. Is he? I'm not sure where he's from. Maybe he's a Bolton lad. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's that's where he's from. I've got no idea. But I just like the fact he's put Willock in. Straight away. <laughs> that youngster just like banging me straight in my team. Not not going to put in Xhaka or Torreira, Granduzzi. Not going to stick in Jordan Henderson or James Milner, someone with great experience. Whatever, Fabinho. You know, the bloke that's been on, on everyone. Yeah. No, I love it. It's just, it's just more just to wind up all the Liverpool fans. It's great. Oh. So thank you much, uh, Kevin Nolan. Yeah. Lovely. Right. I think we should just move on to uh, Gentleman's Nods. John, have you got one? Oh, um, you. I haven't got one ready, have I? So, well, Jeff, have you got one? No, leave off, Dan. You know me. I'll pick one out, though. Let's have a look. Let me go oh, to the... I'll you go should go and find yours, and I'll go and do the podcast one. Thank you very much to the people who have donated. Michael Harniman, J-Rob, Sergio Gutierrez, J-Rob, Ed Loud, J-Rob, J-Rob, Joshua Page, Michael Hernandez, Daniel Kupka, Yvonne Okofo, David Marr, J-Rob, J-Rob, Yvonne, and J-Rob again. So there you go. Basically J-Rob. <laughs> and a couple of others. Have you got one yet, gentlemen? Um, I'm going to actually, I'm going to give uh, my shout out to uh, at Colonial Cannon, who has very kindly stepped in for me uh, on the radio show this weekend and helped us out because we had to have a bit of a juggle around. So uh, thank you very much to our very own Shredder, uh, who will be on the radio show this weekend. For the what was your excuse? My excuse, my excuse was that um, you didn't have anyone else to come on tonight. So I'm doing tonight instead of the radio show on Saturday. Uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so mine goes out for shreds. Okay, Jeff, you got one? It's amazing. I mean, I've opened up Twitter. 35,000 followers and you can't find one. For my inbox, and the first one that comes up is 
Jason Davis. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> of, of all people. God bless him. I love him. I've not been on a podcast with him for, for, for a long, long while. And I'll, Dan, you've got to pencil me in next time he's on because I, I love him, mate. He's funny. So funny. Well, he did say, do you want a fourth for tonight? And I said, no, you're all right. And then I thought, sometimes Jason does have he has, his feminine side comes out. You know when a woman goes, oh, do you want me to, to have you to, to come and... Uh, and you think, no, it's all right. And then you think afterwards, I am not sent him enough message. If you've been polite, then no. But if you want to come on, you're welcome. And you just put a little sad face. We don't want to come on anymore. Tady. <laughs> so Jason Davis gets my gentleman's nod. Oh, there you go, Jeff. You, you're far too kind. Right, there you go, dear listener. That's an hour and ten minutes. This is what happens when there's no Jason and then there's no Chris yabbering on, ruining everyone's time. And plus, there's not really much to talk about. So, um, yes, I think we're all done now, aren't we? Lovely stuff. Yeah, good, good. good stuff, Daniel. Well done. Okie dokie. Right. Um, the next show is going to be on Friday. It's going to be a preview show. The last one was about 16 minutes, me and Simon Collins. It was very, very good because we actually got on with it. And then the one after that is going to be the radio show, which is going to be after the 10 minutes after the game on Saturday. And then the podcast, we're, we're doing them either Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever we're around. Jeff said I can do Tuesday. I said, Jeff, we're doing it Tuesday because uh, people are wondering where you've gone and we missed your um, your dulcet tone. So, uh, Go on. God bless you, Daniel. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me tonight, Jeff. You have been um, the star of the show, as you always are. Thank you. Thank you, mate. God bless you. God bless John. <laughs> and thank you, Mr. Welsh, for, for stepping up, because uh, uh, Mr. Hollick is uh, having a bit of a sit-down, bless his socks. Yeah. Uh, get better soon, Dave. Um, yeah. Oh, I've got to find out if I'm a Euro millionaire, Danny. I buy his rims. <laughs> that would, that would be a treat indeed right dear listener thank you very much for listening and watching and we will see you later now when i press the end button it's uh oh actually we, we do extras now don't we so thank you much for watching and good night now we wait jeff we wait for about five seconds and then we just talk nonsense for five minutes because i <laughs> do it so uh, how do you think that went jeff yeah brilliant enjoyed it Great, great, to be back. great to be back, Dan. We'll, we'll do this for five minutes, then I'll end the show. So uh, At least there was no pigeons tonight, Danny. Oh, did, did you see that, Jeff? I, I, you take it with too busy. I was, I was doing a show, the first show of the season with um, John and Jason, and my telly on there, big old telly, and I could see across the road. It had been pissing down with rain, and I'm going, and Jason said, oh, tidy boy or boy or Klandofno or something like that. And I, I was talking, I went, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then I stopped, and I go, blah. And I stop and look at it. I go, there's a pigeon drinking out of a puddle. <laughs> and they both got their hands in their head like that. Hello. Oh. Was it Cactus? Was it uh, Cactus Jack when it captured the got the clip of it? And me and Jason done exactly the same thing, exact same time. And he's just tweeted out, and there's Danny just looking over. You can see him looking off to the side, looking at his pigeon, and me and Jason like this on live shows. That's <laughs> one of the seasons. It took, that was five minutes in as well. Five minutes into the show. What Shrew number away. is this, Dan? What number of show is this? Four thousand two hundred and fifty. What show? Yeah, it could be. We've done six hundred and fifty-one shows now. Wow. Absolutely amazing. But then someone sent me a picture of a pigeon with an Arsenal hat on, and then someone did the screen grab again and then put a pigeon on my shoulder. <laughs> but it was it was a white speckled gym pigeon like out of Blackadder, and it's just drinking out of a puddle. Oh, that's a beauty. Yeah, you don't see that every day. Well, I've never seen it before. I'm probably going to see it again. Well, I've got a new front door, though, now that you're asking. <laughs> that in today. I've had, a, I've had a terrible night, Jeff. I'm getting old. I woke up four, four times in the night for a wee. 
Oh, how'd you get on? You to, oh, it's terrible. get one of them bags at the side of your dance. Sure, I, would, I need oh, a Tesco oh. carrier bag. I would have filled that up the way I was going. Slashing <laughs> like a horse, as they just, say in the mind. Just fill the hot water bottle up. Kills two birds with one stone. Oh, dear. I should, what I should do is stop drinking cups of stuff before I go to bloody bed. That might cups help. Of tea. Oh, and then I'm going to have a nice cup of tea now. That's what, exactly what I'm going to do. And then the bloke come out and put the door in. I said, uh, be here about half ten. Give me a ring an hour before you get here. Said, All right, no problem. Half past nine. I'm outside. I said, no, this isn't how it works. This isn't. You've done it wrong. You've got it the wrong way around. I said, so chance well to come over and let him in. You're getting uh, using podcast funds for a new door, don't you? <laughs> we're, minus, we're minus 400 quid at the moment, John. It's awful. Yeah. I'm waiting, waiting, for me new, waiting for me new T-shirt. Nothing. Got nothing. <laughs> a new door. <laughs> a door was 1,700 quid. Your tax is paid for that. Thank you very much. It's meant to be a level threshold one. Is it fuck? Got a ramp to get up it, hold it in the middle, and then where the, the, the blocks start on the outside, there's another gap like that. I could, fall, I could sue them, and I can buy all the leading pigeons I want. <laughs> Can't we, Danny, can't, we, can't we raffle a pair of club levels, Dan? Try and get you a few quid back on that on that <laughs> sort of thing. Oh no, we'll get the money back. The the wonderful listeners keep chucking money. Sure. But okay. Yeah, right. but Jason, Jason got a new computer. But the only like Jason said, if I didn't do these shows, I wouldn't need a computer. But it got to the point his computer was so bad he was going. Oh, yeah, it was like wind-up radio, wasn't it? I thought, I thought he had a stutter. I thought he developed a stutter or something. A stammer, make, whatever they call can't, it. can't make jokes about Tourette's or stammers anymore. No, of course not. No, I'm not making no jokes. Mate. I've got a good one. I thought of a way around this. I was, I was going to tweet the, the comedian who did it and said, uh, said, you're not allowed to take the piss out of people with disabilities. I'm going to send him a tweet saying, well, I have one. I give you full permission to take the piss out of fat people, bald people, beardy people, people of Irish heritage, and people with a disability. And if anyone says you can't do it, you tell them I told you you can. Now go fucking <laughs> rock out and cock out, son. <laughs> Where did that come from? Jeff's here. I'm feeling, I'm feeling impervious. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think it means you can't see through. <laughs> that is not what impervious means, Danny. No. <laughs> Oh, right. this time Jeff I'm really going to end it have you got any wise words for the listeners who stayed on for five minutes of extras Jeff no, the people stay on and hear all this nonsense do they I'm not sure if they know they did it once last week I'm not sure they know it's here probably when I said thank you much and good night they've turned their podcast off so those lucky few that are still couldn't that are half asleep <laughs> no matter what happens at the Arsenal this season they've got to keep their pecker up and keep going and then cheer the boys on that's what you've got though and no fucking protests go on out do me after <laughs> <laughs> that Johnny boy yeah no that's perfect best way to end it jolly good uh, Sean have you got anything interesting to say are you looking for come and tell people if you Sean's coming to a game with me people Aston Villa Oi, Dan, is Sean going to bring some of her friends that she uh, keeps taking pictures of on Instagram John says can you bring Evie with her because John likes Evie everyone likes Evie <laughs> is, that, is that her name I don't yeah. know there was a couple of them it weren't just a <laughs> uh, yeah, so are you excited to go to your first game since uh, you were about eight? Yeah, can't wait. Are you looking forward to meet to meet all the ABW fans? And she's going to have to do autographs. You know, people are going to ask for Sean's autograph. Don't you? There's going to be literally nearly one asking for an autograph, and that's just going to be Stefan Silby as <laughs> 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 he meets me at Pyberry Corner. Stefan, if you do go, if you meet Danny, you got to ask for Sean's autograph and not Danny's. Don't get his. You're bummed with it come the nuclear apocalypse. Right, um, Sean, say thank you very much to the listeners and we'll see you next week. Thanks.
I'll just put some effort into it, you tit. I'm tired. I've been sleeping. Oh, I'm a student. Fucking get a life. <laughs> I'm pressing stop. Goodbye. Uh, end broadcast. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.